You're tuned in to another edition of the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Donald Ware, for today, Tuesday, August the 8th. And we're going to continue our MEAC theme all this week and on today. As a matter of fact, we're going to stay in the Tidewater area. We were we talked about Norfolk State on yesterday. Today, we're going to take a look at the Hampton Pirates. And for those that may be listening to our HBCU Football Daily Podcast for the first time today, uh, we've been doing this since June the 19th. So we have all of our podcasts from June the 19th on our website at BoxToRow.com. You can either listen to the podcasts on our website or you can download them. We've uh, previewed every team from the CIAA, every team from the SWAC, and then we've previewed teams the likes of Tennessee State all the way to Edward Waters to uh, everyone. Uh, We're going to preview all 50 of the HBCU football playing institutions. Um, so it, it's, a, it's been a lot of fun. Cheney, Lincoln of Missouri, we've already done. Texas College, the list goes on and on. So it's been uh, a lot of fun, and it's going to culminate on August the 25th with our very last preview leading up to the very first HBCU football game of the season between Texas Southern and Florida A&M. That game going to take place in Tallahassee. Well, let's take a look at the Pirates and for the Pirates, uh, you know, a, a five and six season on last year, a, a bit of a, I would say a bit of a disappointment, especially if you were to ask Connell Maynard. I think he thought the Pirates would have been a lot better, would have been contending for the championship. I mean, I guess with a five and three record, they were tied with South Carolina State in terms of contention, but really it was North Carolina Central who went undefeated. Then it was A&T with only the one loss to North Carolina Central. And then you had the Pirates and South Carolina State at three losses. And if you look at the 2015 season, it was a situation in which the Pirates finished 6-5 and five overall. So a losing record this time around, but maybe arguably, um, I don't know, maybe arguably a little bit better season in terms of of in the MEAC because the MEAC, and, and that just proves how tough the MEAC really, really is. It's extremely tough. So, uh, again, um, the expectations for the Pirates are going to be a lot higher coming into uh, the 2016 season, again, especially after a, uh, a, a 2015 season, which saw them have a winning record. And, but – you know, a lot of times, and when you talk with coaches, a lot of times continuity is kind of the thing that you talk about and the thing that gets a lot of teams over, even if there may be a certain lack of talent. From a continuity perspective for Hampton, not only uh, do they lose some key guys in terms of personnel, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but we're, they're also – from a continuity in the coaching um, perspective or with the coaching perspective, there's a little, there's some turnover there. There are going to be four new assistant coaches this year. One of those is offensive coordinator Dwayne Taylor, who is not new to Hampton. He was actually a wide receivers coach uh, some for some years at Hampton, more recently really, and then actually left to become the offensive coordinator at Fayetteville State 
on last year and now returns to Hampton this year as the offensive coordinator. So, um, and I said four, there's actually going to be five new assistants. Four are in place right now. Um, from a personnel perspective, and, and and let's start with the offense because um, Taylor's going to have some challenges. And, and in two, Taylor's, in all fairness to Taylor, um, Fayetteville State had a solid offense last year in the CIAA. They had a premier running back, though, in Stevie Green, which really, really helped um, their offense on last year. So one of the challenges for um, Connell May or for uh, Taylor is going to be this. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that the three leading wide receivers or the top wide receivers for Hampton on last year, they're all gone. Uh, they combined for 137 yards and, uh, excuse me, 137 catches for over 1,700 yards and eight touchdowns. So you're going to be missing a lot of production. You know, one of those guys uh, was Torn Mixon, who had been a steady uh, guy in the program from the wide receiver position for the Pirates the last couple of years. The other issue, if you will, is the quarterback situation. The projected starter right now is a junior college transfer, um, uh, Damon Williams, who's also a local product, but he's a junior college transfer, even though he hasn't played Division I uh, football. Maynard's pretty good with those. I mean, I can't think of a time when uh, you go back to Winston-Salem State and then you look at you look at even Hampton that uh, Maynard hasn't had a good quarterback. So I, I think they may be okay there. And then, of course, they also had a, a transfer from Utah in Brandon Cox, who could be in the mix but is also still recovering from a shoulder injury. One of the good things, we mentioned Stevie Green as the running back last year for Fayetteville State for Dwayne Taylor as he puts this offense together. They have a good running back in Yaki Johnson, a preseason first-team All-MEAC selection he had 763 yards rushing last year, averaged 5.7 yards per carry, and had four touchdowns on last year. The other good thing from an offensive perspective is that all five starter, uh, starters return on the offensive line. So that's going to be um, really good for, uh, at least from an offensive standpoint, and, and again from for offensive coordinator uh, Dwayne Taylor. Defensively, the Pirates were solid in 2016. Um, they returned their second and third leading tacklers in defensive lineman Stephen Smith. He had 61 tackles last year. Ten of a, uh, and a half of those tackles were for loss and also had four and a half sacks. And then they also returned defensive back uh, Brendan Cole, who had 54 tackles on last year, three pass breakups, uh, three fumble recoveries, and two forced fumbles. So that's sort of a look at uh, Hampton more so from a personnel perspective. And, you know, is this, I mean, if you ask me, is this the year that Hampton can kind of take that next step into more of the upper echelon? I think a, a, a tie for third place in the MEAC on last year is actually pretty decent. I mean, again, the MEAC was extremely tough. Um, and to be able to tie, you know, with South Carolina State, who – the Pirates were able to beat, um, you know, that, that, that's, you, you, you can't, you know, you, you, you got to give the Pirates a lot of credit 
um, for that. From a scheduling perspective for the Pirates, as we kind of take a look at what their 2017 schedule is going to be like, um, because I think that's going to be, you know, it's going to make a bit of a difference for Hampton. They're going to have to get off on a on on the right foot because their first three games are at home and they're all winnable games. Um, Delaware State, which is a uh, uh, or excuse me, three of their first four games, I should say, at home, they actually travel for their very first game against Ohio University. They travel to Ohio, but then the next three games are at home, and of course, Ohio is an FBS opponent. Um, so if they can win these three games and their winnable games, um, Friday night, September 8th against Delaware State, you might might ask why Friday night. That was originally supposed to be the uh, nation's football classic, which has since been uh, has been uh, canceled. The nation's football ca- uh, classic has been uh, canceled or postponed until further notice. Next game is against CIAA opponent Livingstone. And then the third game of a three-game homestand is against Monmouth. So those are three winnable games for Hampton. Next two games on the road, Savannah State, and then they have the Battle of the Bay at Norfolk State this year uh, where they dropped the game to Norfolk State on last year. And by the way, that they got to win this year uh, because the last two years, Norfolk State has won that game. They go to South Carolina State on this year. They go to uh Daytona Beach to take on Bethune-Cookman on this year. So those are going to be two tough games. They also host Florida A&M at home. So that is a look at Hampton at the Pirates and, you know, kind of my thoughts on uh, what the Pirates are going to do in 2017. On tomorrow, we're going to head up north to Baltimore and take a look at the Morgan State Bears. For more information on our podcasts, log on to our website, BoxToRow.com. BoxToRow.com. Again, if you've missed any of our podcasts, you can check them out there. You can download the podcasts as well. On Twitter, follow us at BoxToRow, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W. Use hashtag HBCU125, hashtag HBCU125 when tweeting out. And I'll talk with you tomorrow. Yeah, Yo, Percocet, yeah. Miley Percocet, Percocet, yeah. Miley Percocet.